Welcome everybody, another episode of I Think I Know Basketball. I'm your boy Keese. And I'm your boy Kyrie. We got another great show for you guys. Real quick, follow us on social media. I think I know underscore b-ball. And make sure you like, comment, share, and join the conversation on social media like my man Kyrie said. What big stories do we have going on? So first of all, we got a lot of California love coming out in the open of this show you right here. You love Cali. It's just, it's where it's happening. What can I say, man? Is it the sports or is it the weather? It's it's both, man. You know, because look, okay, like we, we, we talked about this. We're both kind of cold weather people. You're from Boston. I'm from Chicago. We're used to the seasons. We're used to the cold and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, come on, man. Like if we could be over here chilling in like 60 degree weather right now, that would be kind of nice. It would be nice, yeah. but but that's not the reality yeah. in the Northeast. This is true. That is not the reality here. <laughs> but back to sports. And the other reality is they got a couple of really good basketball teams down there in California. And one of them has been in the news a lot over the last couple of days mm-hmm. for two words, load management. Which is ridiculous. So we got Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard missed Wednesday night's game against the Milwaukee Bucks, a game that the Clippers ended up losing. But this also isn't the first time that Kawhi Leonard has missed a game due to what we like to call load management in mm-hmm. the NBA, which is basically just a rest day. I mean, it's the second game this season already. Exactly. And the other game was October 30th against the Utah Jazz. Both games nationally televised on ESPN. Also, both games happen to be on back-to-back nights. So Mm -hmm. this seems to be a pattern. The Los Angeles Clippers are monitoring Kawhi's health. Most likely, it looks like they're going to rest him on back-to-back days. He's got a little bit of a balky knee or something like that that they want to make sure he isn't getting too sore. They want to make sure that he's good to go for the playoffs. This guy, the season just started, though. Yo, It I, just started. Load, man. It just, oh, my God. I'm telling you, they're, they're setting the precedent now. So whenever you see a back-to-back on the Clippers schedule, Kawhi is probably not playing one of those games. Did you see Shannon Sharp? Both games that Kawhi has missed this season, Shannon Sharp has tweeted out like, yo, man, you're about to use up all your paid time off before you even get on the job for a I month. I paid no, I, ha- I actually haven't seen any of that Shannon Sharp stuff. But the whole load management thing is an interesting thing. It's like old school versus new school. And people always bring up, well, the old NBA games used to be really, really tough and this, this, and that. And a lot of people would say that wasn't basketball. <laughs> That's what I say. Like, like, like everybody wants to show these these videos of like, oh yeah, like, you know, the bad boy Pistons clotheslining people or like dudes throwing each other over the scores table. And it's like, yeah, that's what the NBA used to be like. We were real tough back then. It's like, that's not even basketball, bro. Yeah, like, like it's not. And the other thing is that, you know, people started mentioning is like, yeah, you know how, how well that turned out for dudes? Isaiah Thomas had to retire at 33 years old because he like tore his Achilles because he wore down. It's like Larry, it's like the Larry Bird had to leave the game prematurely because he got hurt like back in 1988 and he wasn't the same. That's like, not good. It's like the equivalent of a running back in the NFL. A short lifespan, get in and get out, you beat up and and that's it. That's not what it's like no more. Yeah, choose you up and spit you out. And so, yeah, how do you think you have guys playing into their 20th year in the you, you think that dudes play 82 games a season and they're going to last 20 years in the NBA it, that, that's part of the new school thing is people know what kind of sleep you need to get they know what kind of workout regimen you need to take 
They know how much rest you need to have. Like Greg Popovich has been on this for years. Yep. Not playing Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker until the wheels fell off. And they played into their late 30s and like Man, early 40s and stuff. is Greg Popovich the pioneer of load management? We got to look this up. We got to do some research on this. We have to. Is Greg Popovich the pioneer of load management? Yo, do you? I don't know if you remember this, but Greg Popovich used to put on the injury reports when mm-hmm. he would hold Tim Duncan out of games. He would literally put like did not play old that's how that, w- that would be his reasoning wow he don't care if you find him if, but if this was greg i'm about to say if this is greg popovich in 2019 he would have got fined <laughs> he would have got fined and speaking of fines the nba was satisfied with the explanation that the clippers gave regarding Kawhi's knee he's not a healthy player quote unquote and so it's okay in theory to have him sit out a game the whole nationally televised thing, the fact that he's done that now twice, I think is ridiculous. But like, both you, games nationally televised games? Yeah, both the games he sat out are nationally televised. I think the first one was opening week. I, I mean, I just don't, I don't, I don't. But this is ridiculous. It's like, if you if you want to sit out, like sit out against the Blazers or something. Why you got to sit out against the Bucks when you're going to play Giannis? Don't sit out against the Blazers. Don't sit out any games. I just, it's the first month of the season. It's like if we, and now if we're talking about load management after the All-Star game, I kind of understand that. You know what I'm saying? These guys are coming off of, well, maybe not Kawhi because he did just win a championship and his summer was a little bit more extended than other players. But these guys are coming off a few months of rest and all that stuff. I, I don't want to hear load management until after All-Star break. That's 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 all, I, that's all I'm I saying. I could see it before, but give it a couple months, man. Because, I can't see the, it before at all. Particularly for a team like the Clippers, depending on, you know, they're jockeying for a position in the Western Conference. Mm, you kind of want to, you might want to get some of these games right. out of the way now, now and not be sitting right. them you're if you're right. trying to lock up the number you're one right. seed. Though, again, depending on where they end up in the standings, you might see him sitting out some of these games. But, mm. you know, in talking about the fines, Doc Rivers got fined $50,000 for this because he kind of let the cat out of the bag a little bit. Everybody knew what this was about. It's just as long as you don't say it. We know that it's load management. The NBA more or less knows that it's load management, but the explanation they gave is that Kawhi has a knee issue that they're trying to monitor. The problem is that after the game, after the loss, and they were asking about Kawhi Leonard and how he was doing, Doc Rivers more or less said, eh, it's not really about his health. It's like, you can't say that, bro. Everybody knows what the deal is, but if you if you actually say that, that's where it's going to hit you in the pocketbook. So that's where the fine came from. Okay. But ultimately, they know what this is about, okay. right? Like, this is this is not going to be a new thing. You're going to see LeBron James sit out some games. You're going to see Giannis, probably even though he's a, he's younger than those guys, you're going to see him eventually sit out some games. I don't even like the phrase load management. <laughs> like, that, just, that phrase just is just weird. It, it's, it's probably just like a fancy term that they're trying to say, to dress it up for the league itself because I mean, so that you don't say like yeah we're just resting them tonight you know what i mean i mean i, I do get what you mean I, I i understand exactly what you mean but at the same time i'm just against load management maybe the nba should just shorten the season maybe they People should have just, been talking about that maybe for they a should while, make the season man. 62 games you know what i'm saying or 70 or i feel 70. Like, i feel like you would first to 50 you know what i'm saying i don't know figure it out but this load management stuff has People. got 
to go. And people have been talking about this for years. Like Dirk actually brought it up a couple of years ago in terms of shortening the season. And there's all these issues with sleep deprivation and, and guys, kind of it being like that unspoken problem in the NBA. Like guys aren't getting enough rest and they're jet setting all over uh, yeah, the country. Yeah, I understand them talking like about the travel time between yeah. like, you know, California games, like when the Lakers got to play Miami. Uh, I mean, all types. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Here's my thing. Like, I'm with you. I'm just saying this is not going to go away. There's going to be more load management cases. So I'm just kind of like, look, if you're going to do it, which I know you are, you know, and it's not going to be something that they're going to be persuaded with, especially with stars that they know are going to be playing heavy minutes, don't sit them on national TV. This is a showcase. No, you've said that, and I get it. And again, it doesn't matter. Marquise don't sit on like, period. Don't sit. It don't sit on period. It's like we're not going to sit here and pick and choose when you can sit them. Okay, we're playing on TV. I guess I can't sit. Like get the, you know, you know what I'm saying? No, don't sit them. Period. Let's keep it moving. Next topic. All right. So sticking with the Clippers, we got another issue going on with Doc Rivers. So break it down. What was the call? Well, the call was an offensive foul on Lou Williams against Eric Bledsoe. So pretty much Lou Williams was dribbling the ball on the wing. He had a pick set for him. He went around the pick. Eric Bledsoe kind of split the pick and stuck his head out. And when he stuck his head out, he flopped a little bit. It made it seem as if his chin hit Lou Williams' shoulder. And it looked as if it did at first. But upon further review, this guy was nowhere near him. Like They was pretty much in two different arenas. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy. And the referee upheld the call. So overall, the coaches are 25 for 7, and they have a 36% success rate with the challenges. Yeah. So it is working. But one thing that I'm interested in is, at the end of this year, can we take the stats from all of these calls that were not overturned or that should have been overturned and see which ref in particular were making the calls and get him out of the league? I don't know if they'll be getting guys out of the league, like, but they'll probably be getting taken off of games like I'm this. I'm saying, if, if, we're gonna, if you're a referee in the league, you need to have a certain percentage that you need to stay at in order to stay a ref in the league. Like, if you're calling bad calls all the time, and people are challenging them, and they're winning against you all the time as a referee, maybe you should quit your day job. <laughs> you see, I wonder, because when people talk about this, right, and the same deal with baseball, football, and stuff like that, in the end, when you have officiating of a live sport like this where dudes are, are flying around and the game's moving really fast, mm-hmm. it can be difficult to make some of these calls in real time. Yep. My thing is, like, you see a really obvious call mm-hmm. like that one where, like, dude did not get touched. It was so obvious in the replay. And it's like, how do you not overturn this? In regards to challenges, right, when a coach challenges a call, in in basically any league they Mm -hmm. think maybe it's just a crucial moment and they want to take a flyer on it and maybe the replay will turn up something but sometimes these guys are like i think there was incontrovertible evidence that i am right and that's why it can be so hard to overturn a call Mm -hmm. is they're like i need incontrovertible evidence that my call was wrong otherwise they're gonna say the call stands we can't overturn it because we don't have everything we need to say definitively. So that's why you're going to see like some of these offensive foul calls or like blocking calls or whatever. Like unless they see like straight up this guy was planted with two feet, he had stopped for like a whole second 
outside the circle and he gets run over like okay come on okay that's a charge okay I but it that's a block when originally. we start to, that's when we start to get into the area of why even have coaches challenges then you know what i'm saying why even have the coaches challenges if we need to if we're not going to be able to say okay this was a block or this was a charge why have the coaches challenge like overall i mean i just think it just it's, it's just very interesting to see what's happening with the nba and the coaches challenges and to see right now that at 36 percent of the time coaches have been right so it's interesting if we if we start to creep up in 50 percent of the time coaches we might as well just get rid of the referees <laughs> like we don't need no refs i wonder what the percentages are in other leagues in terms of how often coaches get it right it, it is it can be a little bit of a science sometimes it's just luck you know yeah. it, re- it really just depends on I making the refs i may have to look that up yeah see just what like, it's like in the nfl yeah but uh okay so after talking about the coaches challenge, so I mentioned we're going to stick with California a little bit. Oh another another let's, big let's story. Get, let's get out that, of Cali. Uh, we will. We will. Okay, let's stay here. Another big story that happened, though, that this just kind of came out, yes. is that Steph Curry, who broke his hand, is unlikely to play again this season, according to a Golden State Warriors source who apparently uh, leaked it out to the media. What do you think about that? When you heard that Steph Curry might not play again this year, what were your thoughts? The Warriors are tanking, and it's exactly what I thought last week. It's just what we talked about. <laughs> it's exactly what we talked about last week on the show. And the Warriors are definitely in a space right now where they got to figure it out. I mean, Draymond Green was out for a few games, and then D'Angelo Russell was out for a few games with his sprained ankle. And they're just not they're literally not the same team as they was last year. So if I was the Warriors... I probably would start tinkering right now. I mean, there's no reason to bring Steph back. Let's talk about our teams that we picked to watch for the last week. You know what I'm saying? And the teams that we're going to be watching for this week coming up. So last week's show, you had your three teams. What was your three teams? So I was taking a look at the Lakers, the Mavs, and the Nets. Mm -hmm. So just so happens the Lakers might be the best team in the league right now. Don't they got the number one defense? They have the number one defense in the league, according to NBA.com stats. They have the number one defensive rating in the league. And Mm -hmm. on top of that, you want to know who has one of the best defensive ratings on that team? Who? 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 One, LeBron Raymond James Sr. LeBron James is playing defense? LeBron James is playing defense. Y'all wanted this? He must must listen to I Think I Know Basketball because we was letting him have it last week saying he don't play no defense and now he's one of the top defensive players in the league. It's like we've been been bagging on him a little bit and and I know a lot of people have been bagging on him for years. The the kind of defense he was playing with the Cavs in that second stint, the kind of defense he was playing in his first year in L.A., thing of the past now. He has, for example, he has a better defensive rating right now than Anthony Davis. Is the team making it easy for him to play defense? Because they yes. got like seven seven-footers. <laughs> they got JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, and Davis. Speaking you know what I'm saying? Dwight, and, and Dwight Howard's playing like the Dwight Howard of old. You want to you know talk, talk about a guy who's fitting into a role really well? Mm-hmm. Now that you've taken Dwight Howard out of that situation. And you where got he Kobe has, out of his ear. <laughs> yeah. It's like when, when he's not having to carry the team uh-huh. anymore and he's not having to do all the scoring, it's like you bring him off the bench. He's looking like a different dude. He's looking like a great role player. <laughs> yes, because he is being a role player. This That's guy is a bench player, he's but he's playing his role. But he's, he's doing it, well. it really well, man. Mm-hmm. Like he's he, he's he's moving, he's blocking shots like 
kind of like the way he used to do. He's rolling to the rim on offense. Like he's, he's definitely doing he's, all that. He's doing the thing. But I'll tell you what, when you watch the Lakers, man, they are we talked early about the Clippers being fast, aggressive, long, terrorizing people on defense. That's kind of what the Lakers are doing right now. So you're now. telling me right now you think the Lakers are the best team in the NBA? Well, right now they are. I think that when you add Paul George back into, you know, the LA Clippers lineup, then I think we got a problem. I think it's going to be interesting to see how that Clippers lineup's going to work with the chemistry when Paul George comes back. Yeah. So your other two teams, you had the Lakers, what other two teams you had from last week? So I was checking out the Mavs too, and they put up some big performances. Again, man, like Luka Doncic right now is, he's phenomenal. He's averaging 26 points a game, nine mm-hmm. assists a game. He's leading the team with, you know, 46% from the field. And, and the guy's 20. The ballin, guy is 20 years ballin, old. He's, he's crazy. And, and again, it's just like him playing like this on a night-in, night-out basis, this dude is real. Like yeah, this, yeah. This, could, this could be a top half of the West team because of him at it, 20. Luka is a future MVP. He is going to be a future NBA MVP, possibly a future finals MVP. I mean, I, I love watching him play. And his, his confidence is growing daily. It's just special. Um, and then for my last team, I was checking out the Nets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're, oh, man, what is going on? They're, they're the kind of they're kind of middling. So here's here's what I'll tell you based on what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. In a way, it's eerily reminiscent of some of the stuff that was going on with the Celtics last what? year. What you don't say? <laughs> now, I I don't think it's entirely because of Kyrie though. I think that some of it. And some what? of it is. Some some of it is. Some of it is. And I'm gonna get to that. But a lot of it. When is. he's not in the game, mm-hmm. it looks kind of like they don't entirely know what to do. Like you got like Chris Levert and like Torian Prince and Spencer Dinwiddie hasn't really been playing Yo, as well as he was. What happened with the Celtics last and, year? Though? And so when when he's not in the game, they don't really have great flow. Um and and I think they're they're kind of, they're putting up some kind of rough shots and and the spacing isn't very good. It's a young team kind of trying to figure it out. And no I think excuses. that they no I think excuses. that they can. The Celtics are young last year. But but here's the thing: when Kyrie gets on the court, so again, Kyrie Irving's averaging almost 32 points a game. Yeah, like this dude is is scoring the hell out of the basketball. Mm, almost seven assists. But again, like when he's in the game, there are times when. Some of them just look like they don't know what they're doing when he's on the court. They don't. They don't know where Whoa. they're supposed to go. They clog up his lanes to drive to the basket and you create. You know what this sounds like to me? It sounds like he's being a bad leader. If you have a veteran like Kyrie on the team and you have a bunch of young players who don't know where to go and you're the vet and you're the leading scorer, you're supposed to be getting them in line, making sure that they know where they're supposed to be and where they're supposed to go, whether you're on the court or off the court. And that right there comes down to team chemistry. I feel like this is definitely worth monitoring. They're a fascinating team because when they put it together... They, they have some all-star caliber talent and some really good upcoming young talent to play with Kyrie Irving. It's just a matter of like, I don't know if it's just Kyrie's leadership. I don't know if it's fair to I'm pin it all on that. I'm telling you Kyrie's leadership right now. I, I don't I'm know if it's fair that. to pin it all on that. But I will tell you this, like when he's on the court, I expect them to play better, consistently better than why, what they've been doing. Why does it look like the Brooklyn Nets was having more the fun? The Brooklyn Celtics. no. <laughs> Why does it look like they was having more fun when D'Angelo Russell was there? They was dancing on the benches, all types of stuff going on. It just looks stressful now. 
one wonders if, like, and again, we don't know all this stuff going on, but, you know, some of those reports about the mood swings and, like, alienating I, you teammates. Know what, you like, want to know what I think it is? I, I wonder. I wonder how much I, of that's happening. You want to know what I think it is? Right now, I'm breaking it down for you. Remember when everybody would talk about playing with Braun and having all the expectations of of playing with Braun? Not even just, you know, what it is. Just being in his orbit. Just being the, the expectations of playing with LeBron, right? Boom. Those expectations of playing with LeBron isn't isn't something that LeBron put there. You know what I'm saying? It's kind They're of just there. It's kind of just what happened because of his his greatness and his and his talent. Now with Kyrie, he kind of put those expectations there. You know what I'm saying? It's like okay, so now you know players are playing with Kyrie and they're thinking. Well, we expect him to be the leader. This is what he wants to do, and this is this is that, and and he's not doing a good job at handling a lot of this stuff, and it's backfiring. You know what I'm saying? So now these players are they're they're, they're playing hesitant. They don't really necessarily know what to do because they, their leaders not really leading. So you know, I I think I think that's an interesting point. And and again, right? You know, the proof might be in the pudding with what the Celtics are doing right now. And I'm going to let you take that away because yes. it just so happens that one of the teams you were watching last week is one of the best in the league right now. And I think that they're the best in the league right now. I know you're rocking with the Lakers right now, but I'm going with the Celtics for the best team in the league right now. And I just like the flow. I like the chemistry. It looks like they're having fun. It looks like, you know, everybody wants everybody to do well. Gordon Haywood is playing like the max player that he is, you know what I'm saying, or that we expected him to be. And he's just letting the game come to him. He's playing within the flow of the game, and that's good Jason Tatum doing what he got to do he's driving to the rack Kimba Walker has gelled they have completely gelled and he is playing his game now within the Celtics game and that's good Mark- I told you it was just gonna take a minute like that, that first that first game was rough and basically since then he's been doing it yeah I mean and and you have Marcus Smart too and you can see the, the chemistry between him and Marcus Smart I was kind of worried though I'm not going to front when Jalen Brown was injured but he came back and it's it's seamless. It's been seamless, and that's what I like to see. It's going to be very interesting to see the team's defense when Cantor comes back. That's something I'm really looking forward to. I want to see what the Celtics are going to look like when they have their full roster and Cantor's back. Yeah, because that's an interesting point because while we're talking about defensive ratings, the uh-huh. Celtics are in the top five in terms of defensive ratings in the league right now. But that's what I'm saying. They're playing really good team defense. They're moving. They're commuting. They're communicating, you know what I'm saying? It just seemed like that was something that was missing last year, but they're communicating. I hate the fact that I sound like I hate Kyrie now. It's (laughs) it's wild, it's wild, but hey, it is what it is. The other Kyrie, not me. No, not you, not you. You my guy, you my guy, you know what I'm saying? So one of my other teams that I was watching outside of the Celtics was the Portland Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers are doing exactly what I thought they was going to do. The stars are showing up like the stars are, but at the same time, they're having a hard time closing out games. And that's something I think is an issue that needs to be dealt with right now this early in the season. They're sitting outside of the Western Conference playoffs, <laughs> which is like not what's supposed to be happening. And they just lost Zach Collins, one of their forwards. Yep, yep, they lost Zach Collins. But I do like Anthony Simmons, the first player to go straight to the NBA from high school since 2005. And he's playing really well, and I like the confidence that he has. But as far as the Portland Trailblazers go, they need to start closing out these games. It's like either they're up and they let the team come back and win, or they're down and they just can't come back. 
And I feel like there's a little bit of a struggle there because this is this is what's been going on with the Portland Trailblazers for a while now. Your two best players yeah. are like under six five. You know, they're they're kind of like smallish guards. They're gonna be playing out on the perimeter. They're gonna mm-hmm. break you down. You know, they're gonna move around and get their shots and, and, and they're great off the dribble. They can break you down and they mm-hmm. can get more or less any shot they want. It's kind of showing that they, they miss Nurkic. They miss having just any kind of spacing presence, any kind of big presence down yeah. there that can take some of that pressure off and maybe play make a little bit. Yeah. Because again, when it's when it's all on, you know, one or two guys all the time, mm-hmm. it can be tough. They need that third, that X factor, that third person that's gonna contribute, that's gonna help lighten the load for their superstars because for some reason, like I said, they're having a hard time closing out. I watched them the last week and, you know, I, I liked what I saw, but like I said, they need to definitely finish and close out these games. So talk to me about that last team because I actually watched them a little bit. Over the last week, my third team was the Atlanta Hawks. Um, John Collins is suspended. 25 games. Performance enhancement drugs. They have a coach, Melvin Hunt, and he just threw a chair in the middle of a, a huddle. Um, and, and I can understand why, because I'd be frustrated too if I was the Hawks coach. They're playing horrible defense, but there's a lot of teams in the NBA that's playing horrible defense. Yo, real quick, if uh-huh. I could jump in. I was watching that game, because uh-huh. that game was against the Chicago Bulls. By the way... Oh my God. By and the I, way, <laughs> real, real quick, whoever called me out for apparently having a trash take about the Chicago that Bulls... That was Matthew Stock. You what, know Matthew Stock. What you think now? <laughs> what, what, what you think? Like, you forget. I'm from there. I watch this team Listen, all the, the Bull- time. But that's what I'm saying. I so knew their like, defense was trash. The Bulls play bad defense, and they've been yes. they've been bumming it. And they stomped the Hawks and that's out. That's what I'm saying. They, they stomped ran, the Hawks they out. Ran, they ran them out the gym. And you know what's interesting about because I was watching that broadcast, and I was mm-hmm. watching the Chicago um, you know, team of Jason Benetti. My guy, Jason Benetti, mm-hmm. interviewed him for you know, NPR's Only a Game. Nice, Shout nice. out. Um, and Stacey King, mm-hmm. and they zoomed in on that encounter where Hunt threw the chair. Yep. And in particular, he threw it like right in the direction of Trey Young, who I would like to remind you guys, like he wasn't throwing it at Trey Young. He just yeah. kind of swept it out the way, and it was in Trey Young's direction. And they were reminding everybody, like, yo, Trey Young just was injured. Like, yeah, yeah. don't be throwing chairs in his direction. Like, I know you, you might want to be pumping guys up. Maybe they responded to that in the past, but. Don't be messing with your star player. But that's like okay. That. So speaking of Trey Young, that's that's that was that's kind of my biggest point with the Hawks. When Trey Young is hot, the Hawks are playing really, really well. You know what I'm saying? They're playing. Everything's kind of running and going through him. But when Trey Young is shooting the ball bad, it seems to affect other aspects of his game. If he's shooting bad, he seems to not be looking to be the floor general that he is. It just it seems to mess up flow. So when Trey Young's hot, the the Hawks are hot. But if Trey Young is cold. Then the Hawks are cold. So that, those are my three teams, man. What do you got for next week? So I'm going to be looking into uh, a fresh slate of new teams. I'm going to be chilling out a little bit more with the uh, with the Eastern Conference this time. I went a little bit more uh, west last time. Yeah, get us out of Cali. Sheesh. Well, <laughs> about that. Oh, my God. I'm going to be checking out some Clippers this time. Oh, my Cause God. Because I got to see it, man. Cause you just le- said you're taking it to the East Coast. Well, I said Eastern Conference. Oh, my God. But, but okay, look, I got to see it. I got to see what this looks like with Paul George coming back. He's apparently supposed to be coming back middle of the week. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see how they switch up the starting lineup. If it takes a little bit for him to get his groove, how they try to get him going, got to see that. But, okay, so we already know about the Clippers. Okay. They're like, you know, second best team in the league or, or, or one of them because you probably got to argue the Bucks are up there. Speaking of the Bucks. 
I'm gonna be watching the Bucks. Oh my god! Because if they're we, we're over here talking about you know the Clippers and the Lakers and all that stuff, the Bucks are right up there with you know definitely one of the top three teams in the league. I would say you could mm-hmm. you could definitely throw the Celtics in the mix there. Um, you know, especially atop the Eastern Conference, but the Bucks are right there. Obviously, I know about Giannis, but they got a couple of interesting role players on there that I've always liked. I've always liked Eric Bledsoe. Um, you know, Chris Middleton, he's he's had a, a couple of spotty-ish performances, and you kind of wonder when he's going to find yeah, his I've been, groove I've been a kinda, little bit. I, I expected him to be to kind of start the season off hot. He's seen, he's he's been a consistent player. As far as like his production, his shooting percentage yeah. and stuff like that. But it seems like he's having a tough time to the start of this year. Yeah, and, and I, I would think that he's going to find his way back because he's such a consistent player that, again, like everything averages out. So he's struggling a little bit right now. He's going to catch fire, mm-hmm. and then he's going to find himself a little bit again. And you're going to be seeing, at least in theory, the kind of player you've been seeing the rest of this time. But I think that they just have a good team. Like I, I feel like I feel like people forget like Giannis being again like he's rolling towards another you know MVP type season right now early on yeah and and again like people forget though that he's hitting threes <laughs> his 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 three point shot developing his playmaking developing and the fact that he's got guys around him that are able to score and hit threes and you know play defense cuz Kyle Korver was a big pickup for them. Oh my god. Kyle Korver, I'm always going to stand Kyle Korver, man. Like yeah. he can't he can't do a damn thing else but shoot threes, but man, I love watching him shoot threes. Yeah. And and he's like he's like 36, 37 or whatever year getting old buckets. running around still getting buckets <laughs> and we talked about defense the Bucks are right behind the Lakers at number two in defensive rating in the league. They're right there. They're mm. getting it done on the defensive end. So, so I want watching I want the Bucks, huh? Oh yeah, I've been, I've been checking it out. So, we, so you got Clippers, you got Bucks, third team, Pistons. Ooh. I want to see about some Detroit Pistons right now Ooh. because again, they're going to be in theory getting Blake Griffin back relatively soon. We got it. We got to see about it. But you know, they've been a little bit of a surprise to me. And Andre Drummond has been balling out. Yeah, I mean, and he's been balling out kind of under the radar. Yeah, because Which is weird, man. you're talking it's about weird. all these teams on the coast, right? West Coast, East Coast. This dude's right here in the heartland in Detroit doing the damn thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then, he's got the 2020 machine consistently. And yes. it's, how, how's Derrick Rose been playing? Yo, you guys might not realize this, but Derrick Rose right now, is averaging almost 21 points a game. D. Rose. Like, and again, right, like, he's never going to be that MVP type He still got thing. his Adidas deal? I think so. He does. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that yeah, like that money. super lifetime deal or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's like it's like, dude, just get back on the court, you know, and, 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 <laughs> and we'll be call, fine, and we'll call it good. But I'll tell you what, man, you like, say he's never gonna be MVP again. He'll, he'll never be that guy again. But he's found a role with this team. Yeah, and you know, again, not having to be the guy. It's kind is, of the same such role a big, he had with Minnesota last year. Yeah, so it's such a big deal for him. Just like kind of let him play his game without some of the expectation. Another guy people have been waiting on to see him do some stuff is Luke Kennard. Mm. He's like over here averaging 16 points a game. I was mm. never particularly high on I Luke Kennard coming not, out of Duke. I, yeah, I don't know nothing about Luke Kennard. So, so I mean, he was, a, he was a major scorer coming out of Duke. I was never really big on him because I, I just didn't know how much that game was going to translate. Like, he was a shooter and stuff like that, but not terribly athletic and, and all that stuff. So, I, I wanted to see it, and he's the 
third best scorer on the Pistons right now, averaging almost 17 points a game. Wow. Like, he's he's starting to find it. He's and, a rookie? No, no. He's he's like a he's like a third or fourth year player right I'm now. Like, yeah, fans I'm, fans like, have been waiting for a minute for him to figure this out. I'm like, I've I don't even know nah, yeah, I'm about to I'm gonna have to go watch some Luke Kennard highlights so I can get more acclimated with, with homeboy's game. He is a shooter. He can get buckets. It's just it I feel like it's just taken him a while. He's frustrated the hell out of Pistons fans mm-hmm. for not really being able to make the most out of his minutes and not make shots the way that they know he can. He's starting to do it now as this third option for this Pistons team, and we'll see. It might even get a little bit – his role might change a little bit once Blake Griffin comes back. But, again, if he just keeps on shooting the way that he's shooting, like he's going he's gonna to be fine. Mm. And I feel like Pistons fans got to be relatively happy with what they're seeing from him. All right, so for this week, your three teams that you're watching are the Clippers, the Bucks, and the Pistons. Yes, sir. How about you, sir? What we got? So for my three teams, my first team I'm watching, I'm taking it to a sunny place. I'm going to the Phoenix Suns. I did not see that coming. I'm rocking with the Phoenix Suns. Kudos kudos to you because Mm -hmm. you put them on your playoff list. Right now, the Phoenix Suns are playing like they want to be in the playoffs. I mean, Devin Booker has been balling. That guy's shooting like a maniac. He's averaging 25 points a game. He's shooting over 50% from the field. He's shooting over 50%, well, about 50% from the three-point line. You want to talk about walking buckets. That guy right there. He is the walking bucket. And and, and people are saying that he needs to leave Phoenix if he ever wants to win a championship. But once they get Aiton back, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what's going on. I mean, first off, they beat the Sixers. You know what I'm saying? They, they, the Sixers were undefeated when they played them. Yeah, they, um, they haven't been winning cheapies. Yeah, no, they've they been winning real games. They've been, they've been beating real players and winning real games, so it's very interesting. So that's one of the teams I'm going to be watching because I just want to see if they're going to be able to keep it up. Um, the second team I'm going to be watching is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, this team okay, has surprised okay, me so interesting. far. I thought that they would probably be at the bottom of the bottom in the Western Conference that they, now that they've lost Westbrook. Um, I haven't really heard too much about Chris Paul. You know what I'm saying? Once he got there, he seemed to just kind of just stay quiet and kind of just play his role. But this season has started, and Chris Paul is doing Chris Paul things. He's like, yo, these are the cards that I've been dealt, and I'm going to play them. I'm going to play the hand I've been dealt. And he's been doing that. I like Shy Gilgis Alexander. I hope I said your name right. You know, don't, 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 don't tweet me any, any bad tweets or anything <laughs> like that. But man, Alexander has been balling. I really like him. I liked him last year when he was with the Clippers. Yeah. And I wanted to draft him for my fantasy basketball team. One of my boys drafted him. And, you know, shout outs to you, Snoop, man. You got the whole AAU basketball team right now. It's his yep. case. He's actually balling. But uh-huh. I like 22 Alex- points a game, man. You know, I like Alexander. I mean, he's, he's second year player. That Oklahoma City team has a young nucleus, but with the veteran leadership of someone like a Chris Paul. And this, this kind of goes to the Kyrie Irving thing. It's, just, it's kind of the same situation. It's a young team, veteran point guard. Chris Paul seems to be sh- being a leader. I mean, he's been there. He's been there and he's, done he's, that. He's, he's been done a it. You're he's right, done it right, however right. many times. And, and the thing, too, is that he's getting to a point in his career where he knows he's not that dude anymore. Like he's, I mean, you can still be like, you know, up there yeah, among the, yeah. you know, best distributors and and all that stuff. He knows he knows how to run the team, but he also knows he's not, you know, 28, 29 years old and be like, you know, the dude is going to go out there killing everyone all the time. I bet you next year he's going to end up on a team that is in championship contention. You wonder about what team that would be mm. and... Mm. How it's going to gel, because I feel like it's going to depend, because him and James Harden didn't get along. And James Harden and Westbrook seem to be gelling. 
Yeah, and I mean, and, and part of it too is like they were old teammates. I feel yeah, like they yeah, were boys, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and right, it, it just right. like took a while, and, and they they matured. And they they got... literally dance on the bench together <laughs> pregame. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty funny. All right, so my third team outside of the Suns in Oklahoma City is the Philadelphia 76ers. Because why not, man? Everything's bigger in Philly. Oh, my God. Get out of here. But anyways, I don't necessarily know if I believe them yet. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I if I see them as this championship contender. Um, adding Al Horford to the, to the mix definitely gives it that vibe. But at the same time, like I said, I'm not necessarily sold. You know, they was the last undefeated team. They lost to another team I'm going to be watching, the Suns. And when they lost to the Suns, that's when I was like, ooh, maybe I'm going to watch both these teams. <laughs> because I, the Suns beating them was a very shocking surprise. And them losing to the Suns was a, was a shocking surprise. And I'm like, hmm, there's something to that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it is, but I'm going to be paying attention. And you wonder, right, because it could just be, you know— Teams go through lows. Unless you're a 60-win team or you're the 73-9 and nine Warriors, like, you're going to go through some stretches where, like, eh, you drop some kind of questionable games and you look like you're in a little bit of a funk. Then you pick yourself up out of it if you're a good team. And they're a good team. Like, make no mistake about that. But, again, I think that it's about when Embiid is not healthy and, mm-hmm. he, and he missed a game or two and it had to be Al Horford kind of assuming he, that role he got a suspended. Bit. Yeah. You got that's what I'm saying. So after the fight, like they cooled down. Yeah. So now we haven't seen what it's like when Embiid, you know, is playing bad. Uh, he's not, he hasn't really done that yet. Yeah. But I feel like this fight kind of messed up their mojo a little bit. Because you lose your best player. Yeah. Your best player gets taken out of the lineup because he was fighting. I mean, and, and he's the one saying, I'm not going to be talking no trash. I'm not going to be doing it. And now he's doing he's all that. He's not capable of doing that shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He, can say whatever, <laughs> he, he can say whatever he wants. I don't believe it for a second. Like, nah, he, right. he, can't, he cannot help himself when it comes to talking trash because he believes he's better than everybody. And that's fine because he's better than most players. All right, man. Well, that's going to be it for this week's episode of I Think I Know Basketball. Hit us up, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, I Think I I know underscore b-ball with that being said i'm your boy keese i'm Kyrie. i think i know basketball I'll be back next week so tell I go. So get